0: And welcome to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday.
1: And I'm Beau North.
0: On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, Chapter by Chapter. And this episode, we are returning to our book discussion with Chapter 4, and we're happy to have another guest today. He is the co-host of Predictacast and one of the minds behind the delightfully weird Butterfly Kisses podcast, Brian Skinner.
2: Hey, everybody. I'm Brian Skinner. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Brian. Hi, Bo.
1: Thank you. (laughs) So one of the things that we
0: like to do is to ask our guests how they came to the Dune series and what their experience with it is.
2: Well, let's see. I have a very specific experience with it, how it came to it, which was it was not through the book and not so much through the movie. The movie would be played on television up in Canada where I grew up Mm -hmm. on the Science Fiction Network and on other channels. and. I would look at it and go, huh, Picard's in this, but a little, uh, too, little too fancy for me as a young man. <laughs> but then I played the Dune 2 video game at my friend's house on PC.
1: <laughs>
2: and my first uh, RTS game, I barely knew what was going on, but like, oh, Sandworms, Spice. I like this. I went back and watched the movie. I'm like, okay, now I, I have some experience. This is what the ga- what the game is trying to tell me and then i eventually read the book when i was a little bit older and then i read the chapter 4 today just because it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> but that my my whole like introduction to it was through clicking on units of my friend's PCs in his basement in 1996 <laughs> or so and they're like "roger roger over here okay"
1: yeah <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that because I was actually uh, watching a YouTube video of somebody playing that game earlier today. And I was like, is it just clicking and people saying for the Duke, for
2: the Duke, watched <laughs> the Duke. Duke. I, watched wow. a video, I watched a video of it today. and just got nostalgic chills as this incredibly boring action is going across the screen.
1: Oh my gosh. I've got to look this up. It, I'll send you a link. It's yes. pretty amazing. It's
2: it's It's legitimately considered like a classic and like, the the standout early game in that genre of video games, <laughs> and it's called Dune Two. I don't I don't even know if there's a Dune One.
1: Well, it's pretty funny. I think you you are granted we haven't had a lot of guests, but you're definitely our first guest that has come to it through the uh you know video game format.
2: Mm-hmm. I like to bring a unique perspective to everything. And by unique, <laughs> I mean stupid. So. <laughs> I hope everyone listening doesn't think too badly of me, but that is, was the honest truth, and I'm just trying to be truthful.
1: <laughs> so would you call yourself a Dune fan, then? Uh,
2: I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I'm excited for like, the, the 2020 movie, just through mm-hmm. you know, familiarity with the, with the stuff. I haven't read all the way through the series or anything, though I was just looking at pictures of sandworm gods today for my own amusement but no, now uh,
1: you're definitely t- singing yeah. our song <laughs> yeah i mean
2: what, what 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 better way to spend a, a, a saturday afternoon where you have a mild head cold than just looking at a face in the maw of a giant worm
1: mm-hmm. right it's it's one of our favorite things we love lato 2 artwork more than anything and i it's feel like it's so
2: good true. for
1: for me the issue is always arms or no arms, and that's the yeah. difference between good art and great art. Yeah, because
0: sometimes they're just like little T-Rex arms, and sometimes they're, just, they're big, beefy arms. <laughs> sometimes he's like a torso coming out of a sandworm, and he's got like a whole six-pack like, yeah. thing going always on. Yeah, always cut. He's always cut if they show his, his stomach. Um I saw a cool one today online that I believe was a, a Brazilian edition, where it was a sandworm, but then the shadow of the sandworm was a man.
1: Ooh,
2: that's
0: and high, I like that.
2: That's high concept, honestly. That,
0: yeah, no, that was that was good. I mean, I, to be fair, he does have a face, but oh, I, okay. I, I like the art still. So.
2: The, the shadow, mm-hmm. the shadow, have really beefy arms. Could you tell? You it's, can really tell. It's,
0: it's just like a silhouette.
2: Uh-uh. I wonder if like each each ab could have its own silhouette,
0: just glinting <laughs> off the sun, right? <laughs> Arachis sun. Uh,
1: well <laughs> we're starting gotten started off with a bang. Um, <laughs> you just can't get me started the
2: <laughs> we just got top of those beefcake beefcake worms I mean I mean open it's, it, up. it
1: is pretty funny I mean so I think Megan's favorite is when he's like really sad and emo looking yeah he's often whereas depicted as very sad yeah like the Morrissey of sandworms
2: Morrissey yes. of I mean disconnected <laughs> from humanity due to you know, godlike powers and the etern- eternity of thousands of years. That's one thing. But just emo sad. You know, what if Morrissey is actually a, a god creature that's lived 3,000 plus years? And that's why he's so sad in his songs.
1: I thought it was because he didn't eat meat or have sex. Not that those aren't valid lifestyles.
2: I mean, there, it could be that. It's one or the other, at least.
1: <laughs> Megan, your take? I.
0: I would – I would, I don't know. I mean, I would think that if that was the case, he could write better books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's got well, tiny
2: T-Rex arms that are re- actually hidden below fake real arms. Can't <laughs> type out very well.
1: I'm glad you all, too, did for the Morrissey Byrne podcast. <laughs> 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 I also feel bad for anyone who listens to
0: this who has maybe only read the first book because they're going, wait, but who – what? it's like guys look at the covers you've got to know that at some we're, point there's a worm man
2: i mean <laughs> yes we're gonna we're, we're just covering chapter four today which is very early in the series and a lot of weird stuff hasn't happened yet but if you're gonna do that google image search and mm-hmm. you're going to do it after we're just hearing us talk about that mm-hmm. at least you're going in prepared prepared and excited
0: <laughs> i think it's, it's hard for artists to get across that sort of like you said you know The disconnect from humanity
1: and instead he just always just is sad he's just a sad (laughs) boy yeah we call him our sad sad boy sad boy warm boy um so we should probably talk about chapter four at some point um i uh we have another as always excerpt from irulan and i'll take this one you have read that Mahdib had no playmates his own age on kaladin the dangers were too great But Mahdib did have wonderful companion teachers. There was Gurney Halleck, the troubadour warrior. You will sing some of Gurney's songs as you read along in this book. There was Thufir Howitt, the old Mentat master of assassins, who struck fear even into the heart of the Padishah Emperor. There were Duncan Idaho, the sword master of the Ginaz, Dr. Wellington Yue, a name black in treachery but bright in knowledge the Lady Jessica who guided her son in the Bene Gesserit way, and, of course, the Duke Leto, whose qualities as a father have long been overlooked. So I will not be singing any Gurney Halleck songs. No. To, in case mm-hmm. anyone is waiting for that, it's not happening. No, no. You can I just imagine it, that. You will it, thank me for it.
2: <laughs> I thought it was interesting that we we say Troubadour war, uh, Warrior right after talking about Morrissey. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, I was going to say, there are a lot of hyphens in this uh, paragraph. Yes. Companion teachers, troubadour warriors. Yeah. So you can't
0: list your parents among your friends. Playmates,
1: yeah. <sighs> That's embarrassing for you, Paul. Oh, Paul. <laughs> I tell my
2: kid all the time, I'm not your friend.
1: I'm just not. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So get that look off your face and get to work.
0: Is there a lot of like sword training and knife
1: training?
2: Well, I I, I taught her how to make pancakes the other day.
1: Just as important as the way. Defensive Defensive,
2: pancake, yeah.
0: (laughs) If you walk into the room and she's like, oh, hi, Dad. Do you say that could have been anyone?
2: Well, I I, I walked in on the way here recorded. I had to walk by her door and I opened the door to make sure that her back was not facing the door. (laughs) No, mine is right now, but I'm a highly trained warrior of many years under my belt. My... (laughs) Senses yeah. are heightened, and the <laughs> microphone is also pointing this direction, so I have no choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, these are this is an important parenting chip chapter, I think. Like, there's a lot in here that I'm going to write down for myself. Because um, this is all important information. Like, make your kid do homework all the time.
2: And if, they're, if they're, they say they're not in the mood for homework, you take it out on them. Make <laughs> them in the mood to do it.
1: Yeah. Mood.
2: <laughs> I, I, I I enjoy any any chapter where some kid snarks off to adults and and just gets almost stabbed in the heart.
1: I mean, I think he almost got stabbed in the in the junk, but yeah, close
2: enough. Did, did you did you know like how how many times they have to say that Gurney's ugly in this chapter? I mean, they, they do call
1: him lot. an yeah. an ugly lump of a man,
2: much like our Josh Brolin. Patrick Stewart, Josh Brolin. <laughs> Patrick Stewart, ugly <laughs> lump of a man.
1: Just the ugliest lumps of men that have ever crossed our eyes. Ugly
2: bags of mostly water.
1: <laughs> yeah, this chapter
0: introduces both Thufur, which is what we call him in my house. We just mm-hmm. call him Thufur, I think, because we think yeah. it's funnier to say. The and, um And uh, Gertie Halleck as well. Mm-hmm. And mostly it's just sort of Paul.
1: It's sort of a uh, uh, look into a day with Paul, really. <laughs> yeah, it was a day in the life of Paul pre-Arrakis, because we are still on Kaladin at this when point. We will have they leave? not left. Oh, we've been
0: talking about this for ages. I'm tired of it, guys. Just move.
2: <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting excited because we're talking more about where he's going. We're just, not, we're just not going there yet, though. But we're setting the palette for how thirsty he could be.
1: <laughs> right. There is a lot of talk about uh Paul sort of like pre- uh predicting the that he will be thirsty a lot in the future. Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't I didn't like we had a whole chapter about him him t- having going back and forth with Reverend Mother and her doing a big info dump to him in that chapter. Mm-hmm. And like we really get some backstory on, you know, the whole politics of that, what her plans are, why he exists. And this chapter is like, "Oh yeah, she told me this other stuff too.
1: Yeah. We just, we just didn't, yeah. We didn't
2: mention that. When we when like it seemed like we had a whole the whole you you saw the whole scene, but after you're walking back to the somewhere else to get a pot from the machine, we all she also mentioned I, I, I would get really, really, really thirsty in this planet. Yeah. And that maybe dad's not a great ruler.
1: And yeah. also that you would travel on your own two feet.
2: Mm-hmm. Very important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He has to do a lot of homework. Yeah, he has to learn a lot about Mm Hmm. Uh he's. I do like. I I know that it's mostly. I think so that they can correct him, but he mentions the storms on Arrakis, which sounds like an Enya song.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, it does. Well, cause she has a song called I think Storms in Africa, but there should be a Storms on Arrakis. Yeah, come on, Enya. Just,
2: <laughs> just comb through some prog rock for a, for a while online, maybe on uh, some some you know. Indie pop uh, labels, you may find that somewhere.
0: I'm sure there's something, but uh, but he says the storms sound pretty bad, which I think is
1: very 15. It's like, oh, it sounds, sounds really bad. Yeah, and Thufir's like, oh, it'll strip the flesh from a man's bones and turn the bones into blades. And he's like, yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs>
0: like, like, why don't they
2: have weather control?
0: God. <laughs>
2: Like what is he supposed to say? Like he's like, oh, you're not, you're not ready for it. Like, how could I be if that's what it is? Like, do I just go sandblast myself right now to get tougher for it? Like, <laughs> we're we're never leaving this planet. You're taking forever. I can't. Planet's it's so not stupid. my fault. I
0: don't want to go to stupid air, Arrakis.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's got stupid storms. They don't even have weather control. But my Dad's gonna die. I mean, I think that it's kind of important that he has the two thoughts back to back because I feel like it's more of Paul's, like, you know being spooky and knowing things before he knows them mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah
0: and it's a nice it is a nice bit of world building that now we know there are things like weather control that like arrakis is sort of an outlier and not a lot of the other planets don't have to deal with things like that because they have mm-hmm. satellites and and
1: that sort of thing
2: yeah, that's good that. it's, it's nice like here's this planet it's special
1: isn't that the plot of geostorm correct me if i'm wrong is that we have a satellite Maybe? networks that control the weather uh, it's a plot let, of some conspiracy theories.
2: Let me go oh, back sure. in time and go watch uh, Geo Storm. No, I'm not going to do that. Even if I had the power <laughs> to go back through time, that's not what I would use it for.
1: You only have space. a f- you have a finite number of hours on this earth, so I don't blame you.
2: I watched travel time.
0: It's like a time traveler's wife. You can only travel to where he's been within his own lifetime. You can only travel to see Gerard Butler oh. movies. <laughs> that would be the curse. Is he in that it's
1: Gerard Butler? Right.
0: Yeah, it's Gerard
1: Butler, yeah. That would be a curse. (laughs) I can only travel back. That's how you know what year it is. It's like, what year is it? Oh, it's P.S. I Love You year.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking about P.S. I Love You.
1: Fuck that movie.
0: Reign of Fire. (laughs) Uh, I actually like that one. (laughs) No, that's an enjoyable one. He's barely in that anyway. Yeah. Does he get eaten by a dragon? He gets burned up because he does the... He bravely like shuts a door. Oh Whoa. yeah,
2: that guy. That's a lot of and beef yeah. to roast, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that would take a while. Well,
1: we're talking about like uh, what late '90s Gerard Butler. Yeah. Oh, no. Dracula was... 2000. Gerard oh, Butler. Oh hell yes! I was so into that. Please cast
0: Gerard Butler
1: in the feature film dune. <laughs> oh my <laughs> <Come on>. god. <laughs> I just read Egypt. I just uh read an article complaining about the um cast of Dune oh, just no. that the fact No, it was a complaint just the fact that all the A-listers this is what the article said like all the A-listers were going to be so busy doing this that there weren't going to be any like any good <laughs> actors left making other movies. <laughs> There were no stars it's just left like, in the sky. This is a
0: very. This is
1: a very dumb take.
0: <laughs> I thought it was just that there were too many people in it. It's like I saw Infinity War. No, there's 100,000 people in that movie, and it was yeah. fine.
2: I thought you were gonna say like you know someone saw a uh, publicity still and thought that Josh Brolin wasn't smiling enough. <laughs> he looks so mean. He looks. I mean, he looks angry. I want them I to
0: don't. do. I, I look forward to those dramatic cast shots. I want it to be like oh yeah. promo pics where everyone's wearing white or something and they're just tall. be
1: prepared for me to like complain online a lot that he doesn't look like an ugly lump of a man. <laughs> they're never they ever cast. do.
0: This I is... don't remember who was Gurney in the miniseries, but I feel like I'm... he was probably
1: your average just a guy just a dude I think they used a lot of like what was it Czechoslovakian actors like a lot of Czech actors yeah Mm -hmm. so McAvoy yeah of course we can't forget our baby boy he was he was so young he
0: was that is one of those reasons and I swear at some point people are going to talk about chapter four but look this is this is big um, I, I think it was what, like a year or so ago, there was some BuzzFeed article that was like, wow, James McAvoy got hot. It's like, um, um excuse, excuse me. me, you clearly haven't seen Children of Dune. <laughs> yeah, come on. Can't <laughs> believe they didn't give him a Dune sketch on Saturday Night Live. Come on. Yeah, that's a big miss. The people love Dune.
2: Well, hopefully. I mean, they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, I mean,
0: the people love Dune. I mean,
2: the, the property that's been hot consistently for at least... At four. least, done,
0: you know. Yeah,
2: uh, among the people who talk about Dune, Dune is very popular.
1: <laughs> that is an important caveat, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> because it's kind of amazing all the people that I've asked to do this that have said, I've never read it. So I don't know what that is. Like, do not. I think
0: I know I mean, what that is. I mean,
2: they're missing out the chance. I spent a good portion of like my late teens, early 20s, walking up to my friends behind going, the spice. Just to dry, <laughs> try to drive them nuts. We <laughs> <laughs> need the spice, a spice power. And he like, wow. we're, talking, we're just going to get some pizza. Leave me alone. <laughs>
0: I, I, mean, this I is, do. This is also how I was when MTV did that Shannara Chronicles show because I was just like, guys, Shannara, and everyone was like, huh? Terry Brooke, oh. blank, 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 like Shannara.
2: I, See, I, my I
0: husband
1: cannot... is a huge fan yeah. of the books, and mm. when the show came out, I was like, are you gonna watch it? And he was like, um, no. <laughs> 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 like I've seen enough to know that I don't want to watch it because I'll just be mad.
2: I would have been so excited about that when I read the first couple books, and by the time it came out, I didn't even notice it came on air.
1: Oh, kind of like that Great Wheel of Time. <laughs> I can't even finish the
0: sentence. That oh my Great God, Wheel I, of Time episode. <laughs> I looked that up so my husband could watch it because he loves the Wheel of Time, and yeah, I've never seen the joy leak from someone's face <laughs> so swiftly.
2: So well, I, I, I'm still, I'm, I, I'm still standing for that uh, CGI Dragonlance movie. Thank Southern for <laughs> oh. one as Rayslin.
0: Raceland Majer is responsible for too much of my personality.
2: Oh, uh, I, I, I read so much of that while listening to Stone Temple Pilots CDs. But that's neither here nor there.
0: <laughs> we was Dave Matthews band. Yeah, which I mean. was the, the soundtrack of my life, which caused a uh, fr- friend of the show, Gina, to once ask me, Megan, were you a ladybird? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> I was. Uh, that's okay. We can so I was, was Paul. Paul was um, listening to Dave Matthews' band, if there was such.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was was more in the Fade Rotha camp and listening to Marilyn Manson, but that's, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, that's just me. (laughs) So chapter four.
2: (laughs) Chapter four is about doors.
1: Yeah. I um, mean, it's a lot of people going through them and, uh, you know, complaining. Yeah, so Paul's sitting with his back to the door which
0: Thuford is not like because he's nope. been trained not to do that. He is um, a master of assassins. And the, the whole room has been just gone over and gone over and gone over so that it's safe. You get the idea that Paul's life is very sort of in a bubble. Um, he doesn't have any friends. It's too dangerous to have friends. Right. Uh, everything that he does seemingly has to be in training for something else. So... I mean, there's there's definitely some sad parts in here. I mean, when Gertie walks in, he's basically like, hey, Gertie, can we just like do something fun? No. Yeah. No, we can't. No.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it has led to him to be for um, a, a boy his age to be hyper competent. Considering that when I was 15, I probably was reading Dragonlance books and listening to not of the pilots <laughs> and not ready to defend my life at the drop of a hat.
0: No, no, that is very true. I would fight somebody true. for a bag
2: of Doritos, so just mm-hmm. just as a heads up.
0: He's probably not allowed to eat Doritos because they're not safe.
2: Probably not. There's, there's at least several poisons that could go onto a Dorito.
0: Yeah, they're too flavorful, and you could cover up too
2: much. I mean, flaming hot, you wouldn't even taste it.
1: Don't even get me started on what my mom tells me about Doritos every time I buy them.
2: <laughs> but I, that's all I want to do now. <laughs>
1: Because you know my mother. I know,
2: I do, and I'm incredibly intrigued. Perhaps the audience is not. She
1: claims that Doritos dust, the flavoring, is made made
2: of uh, made of ants or spiders. Please do not crush.
1: No, not ants, not spiders, but bugs. Crushed
2: beetles. Because of the red. Because everything that's red is.
1: Yeah. So apparently they're made from crushed beetles, and I should not eat them for that reason.
2: Why? Because you'll inherit their wicked power. I'm just like, yeah.
1: Well, I gotta get protein somehow. Okay, get off my back, mom.
2: This is basically a beetle steak.
0: (laughs) Your mom's just like this Betty Jesuit holding a Dorito. Look
2: upon it.
1: (laughs) Boy, she'd like to think so. What does this I, tell you? I sense Cool Ranch, and I sense <laughs> that I want it in my face.
2: Mom, they've upgraded to Cool Ranch. I can't stop. <laughs>
1: anyway, I'm not Paul.
2: <laughs> so Paul you're allowed to have Doritos.
1: Yeah, I don't have that kind of. I can't live with that kind of pressure.
0: No, Mm-mm.
1: and with people constantly singing to you, I don't. Oh need. my Just... God, Gurney, <sighs>
2: stop! Bring it down a
0: few, man. Yeah. You, you walk in with your guitar. It's that, but it's a guitar. Basically, yeah. And you
1: just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I mean, Listen I, to this dirty song I wrote.
2: <laughs> he's a troubadour warrior.
1: Like I, he that's what it told him. me. <laughs>
2: he, he, he can't have that hyphen if he doesn't walk the walk and sing the song.
1: Okay, so, like, what would his, like, pop culture sort of, you know, like, just say, would he be like, Han Gerard Solo Butler. of this <laughs> oh yeah he's anyone played by Gerard Butler oh I've never heard Gerard Butler sing and now I'm both intrigued and scared oh, um hmm. yeah I don't know I just feel like he's like one of these like larger than life kind of personalities like, like someone from Blonde? did you just admit you never saw the Phantom of the Opera? no I've seen it and then you've heard Gerard Butler sing yeah I <laughs> I mean, we have gone down this Gerard Butler rabbit hole now. Do you
2: think that if wormhole if, say if, it if, wormhole if Paul can if Paul can gain the pain the power to look back upon the ego and the history of all male DNA, he could like live his live the life that Gerard Butler lived all those years before.
0: <laughs> not unless he's related to Gerard Butler. I don't we, think it there's goes no, to all of humanity.
2: There is zero, There's maybe no evidence in this chapter or book that he is related to Gerard Butler. However, there's equal amount of evidence in this book that he isn't. It, either way, we don't know. We can't make assumptions. But I can assume That's that perhaps he could.
1: <laughs> he would be very confused, I think. Yeah, I don't think over, they have actors.
2: It's overwhelming at any cost.
0: They have no, yeah. I don't, like, they really don't have a ton of entertainment, all things considered. Like, some people play music.
2: When they have yeah. Troubadour Warriors, what else do you yeah. want? I mean, like. Yeah, what that, else I'd do you think?
0: mean? I mean, even when, I mean, this isn't until the next chapter, but even when they're, you know traveling to arrakis he has to watch like educational films
1: oh the future sounds so boring can
2: you you imagine if someone walks in a room and just starts singing at you but you couldn't do anything about it because they could easily kill you what (laughs) an awful fate that would be
0: and it's your older friend singing a dirty song
2: which is gross i mean that's just not awkward at all
1: it's like when you go to like you know you go to hang out with like your dude friends And they're like, let's put on this funny movie. (laughs) And it's a porn. And you're just like, what am I supposed to do? Gross. What am I supposed to do with this? Am I supposed to just be like, that's fake? Or it's just like, hang? I don't know. I was (laughs) put in that situation.
2: Did you burn the house down?
1: No, I just like kind of was like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And just kind of like hung in the bathroom for like a while. It's just like, you know. I'm only human, right? It's
2: pretty cool, right? Just like you guys are.
1: These are the things that come with having a very small circle of friends and living in a bubble, as it were.
2: This could have happened easily to Paul. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, this is what is happening. Someone comes in and starts singing a dirty song. And he's even like, uh, yeah, my mom does not want you to
0: sing dirty songs to me. It's like, yeah, because you're my, like, that's your 15-year-old. <laughs> like, please yeah. do not sing dirty songs to my 15-year-old.
1: <laughs> Can I talk for a second and go back to Thufir and how, like, he is instantly off the bat just not Team Jessica? I Yeah, I have no time for it. Like, move along, dude. Yeah. Jessica. He's just like, he's, we're are kind of just dropped into his thoughts and it's all like, Oh, it's because of that witch mother of hers who I do not trust. And we're like, we get it. Women bad.
0: And I know that we'd heard previously that that was sort of, you know, the bait, the Harkonnen wanted to lay, but I don't know necessarily how much of that has even been done yet. I think he just doesn't like Jessica. And that's why no, it's so he easy doesn't. for him to believe that she's a traitor because he just doesn't like her. And I do find it interesting how little trust so many people have for the Betty Jesuit considering that basically every woman you encounter is a Betty Jesuit. So it's like, okay, get used to it.
1: Gee, does that feel familiar?
0: Mm. A little bit. And it's, yeah, it's the witch mother and, you know, he calls the Reverend mother, a witch a bunch of times. And Mm -hmm. he's basically like, Oh, what that, what that old broad tell you. It's like, Oh my God. (laughs) Have some respect. Yeah. I think that's not so much to ask. No. Apparently so. Yeah, really. From a man with those eyebrows in the movie. <laughs> I know, right? And they gave Brad Dourif those eyebrows too. I yeah, was that's like it's sort of like a Mentat thing in the movie like, and I don't know why. <laughs>
1: I don't understand why having an extraordinary, like, logical brain gives you crazy fucking eyebrows. Like what what is that? But as Sammy said in our last episode, if you wanted a straightforward adaptation, the last person to ask is probably David Lynch. So yes. Yeah, there's there's some
0: bonus bonus things added to the look <laughs> yeah. of this world in the Lynch yeah. movie. Um so I'm interested to see what they'll do for this new one, because I think you have to make it your own in a sense. But I don't. I don't think anyone will have big eyebrows, though.
1: Hopefully not. Just their normal eyebrows.
0: But yeah, he wants to know all the stuff that the Reverend Mother told him, but Paul cannot tell him some things because he realizes that there's some sort of like almost like a force compelling him to not tell everything. Mm-hmm. And. That Reverend Mother, she's a sneaky and one.
1: She's got some tricks up her sleeves, and some things
0: that, you know, she told him off off screen. Apparently,
1: right?
2: Like I thought when he when he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't tell him and tell him what she told ta- told me about," it. and then he goes on this long chat about things she told him about. I'm like, I thought you were just gonna shut up entirely about it, but apparently not. <laughs> just, I guess it's because he
0: can tell, like a layer.
2: Yes, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's, there's, there's so many things to say when you're Paul and you, you, you just have a feeling about everything. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you just summed up this book. Time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving on to book two. That is <laughs> oh,
2: super cool. What a great guy.
1: <laughs> the book, book two is just the same. <laughs> <laughs> on to book three. Oh, no. <laughs> I see your mistake why did we choose this series <laughs> why we could have talked about anything
0: could have talked about anything in the world and no, someday in 13 years when we're talking about like chapter house dune and I'm just going
1: we're... I don't know who those old people are no one knows <laughs> no one knows Um, they do like in this chapter though I think that the one thing to note about it is that there are huge like things kind of dropped into the uh, into this chapter that kind of foreshadow what's happening and like I wouldn't have picked up on it unless I already knew so I feel like mm-hmm. some of this is like hey this one's for the re-readers but um <laughs> yeah I mean like the whole thing about like oh why don't they have weather satellites and oh it's too expensive for them for some reason and um I like that they're not one
0: of the rich houses yeah, just that was a nice
1: detail. It's
0: like, I wonder what those houses are
1: like. Well, what I they always do? assumed. Are they doing right now? I always just assumed that they were one of the wealthy houses. But it's interesting that they're not. I they're mean, rich, I do kind of see them as being sort of like, because they're based on Greek mythology or whatever. So I could kind of see them being sort of Spartan and stoic. They're, they're rich in esteem. Right. They're respected. Yeah, that's, that's I think the thing. They don't necessarily have a lot.
0: Compared to some people. Sure.
2: Spoilers are going to have a lot less soon and then a lot more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but not in the way you want. Right. Never. <laughs> it's never a real sashaya. monkey's ball. <laughs> that's
0: that's also sort of <laughs> Dune summed up. Never yeah. the way you want. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah. And so, I don't know. Foofer is just kind of a pill. Well,
2: I mean, just, it, it does do a good job. He's of set- not
1: an unsympathetic character. He's, no, I just he's don't definitely in this chapter
0: particularly. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And in a few chapters ahead, too, I get kind of like, shut up, dude.
2: Mm-hmm. But I mean, it does set up the set up the Dune planet without having to land there and then have the exposition given to you, so mm-hmm. they can kind of hit the ground running, mm-hmm. hit the sand running, I guess.
0: Sure, sure.
2: Like yeah. just just up front it all here, and then here's a song for all you body lads (laughs) and we could kind of all have have a good have a good jape at that
0: yeah (laughs) and i do like that they are learning about it because i do feel in a lot of books there isn't enough you know people just do show up places and that are like wow this is this is nuts like look at this different it's like you didn't take a second to ask anyone about any of this you know and it makes sense in something like the lord of the rings where you get that you know, the Shire is very insular, so they don't mm-hmm. know the things that are going on outside. But then, you know, but if every single time somebody just walked and met someone from somewhere else, they were just like, wow, there's there's a kingdom that has a lot of mountains? You'd be like, oh, come on. Like...
2: <laughs> Here's the water Never... world.
1: They're yeah, basically Minnesotans is what you're saying. Oh, sick Minnesota bird.
2: Oh, I don't like them that much either.
1: <laughs> I do think that... Um... Like I like the flashback to his conversation with the Reverend Mother that we are just now getting, um, because I do like her kind of like lesson in how a leader should rule, and Mm -hmm. you know he know he's like that's not how my dad does it. (laughs) It's just like yeah. And
2: then she put the finger up to her nose and winks.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) Finger, finger guns.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh. Poor, poor Duke Leto. <laughs> yeah. He's tried his best.
2: He's tra- he knows he's, he knows it's a trap. Everyone knows it's a trap. But, yeah. What, oh, yeah. What can you do? The spice. The spice. That's
0: right. the problem. Is what can you do? Like, their only option would be to run, and they're not going to do that.
2: Right. What if this book had just been them running?
1: I mean, <laughs> it would have been an interesting book because, I mean, the, it's still interesting because then you have, like, because then they'd be fugitives and they'd have no safe harbor and. What's beyond the known universe and all of that stuff, which they don't get into until much, much later in the series. But it's like, I think it would have been interesting, but no, let's do some politics and stuff.
2: No, let's just call all the female characters witches for a while and then sing a song. <laughs> hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, thankfully, it doesn't stay that way forever. And I, I think it's important yeah. to note that Paul, as our protagonist, does not feel like instant mistrust for all women like i think that's an important distinction to make Mm -hmm. yeah no he doesn't care for the reverend mother but i don't he doesn't disparage her
2: well she did put his hand in a pain box so i mean there's yeah but he totally
1: he knows he's human now he totally respects
2: her for it i mean that that was a that was a very good explanation of that in the book and it was very well thought out of explaining to the a new reader why she kept asking if he was a human or an animal mm-hmm. i mean everyone mm-hmm. would clearly get that the first shot and we just <laughs> move on from it and be no problems whatsoever <laughs> just absorbing the fact that she's trying to see if this human was actually human
0: right well ooh, and we do also get our first hint that there are more fremen on arrakis than yes is commonly known or believed
1: well, they, they mentioned that um, Duncan has gone ahead to Arrakis. And we don't get into it in this chapter. We'll save it for next chapter. But, you know, they've got some early intelligence that there are, like, there are a lot more Fremen than the Imperium believes there to be, like you just said. But um, Can we finally get our first references of Duncan, Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Duncan!
2: Which is a great name, but in my head, I always want to call him Duncan Hines.
1: (laughs) Which is a delicious
0: name. That carried down from the old earth. It's it's a name (laughs) and legend there.
2: A a land of great power, Idaho.
0: Something misunderstood in the future, like a canicle for (laughs) Leibowitz. Right. (laughs)
2: Oh, uh, what, what, yeah. What, what? Let's make some more references to the to a, uh, a science fiction novel of even denser and more <laughs> impenetrable lore. This
0: is an intellectual podcast.
2: Oh, I'm right. sorry, intellectual not, people. I mean, we're not talking about Crazy Town's hits on "Butterfly" here. So, I mean, we gotta really smart it up.
0: I think that would appal Paul. He would be like, "The song is body." Also. Like... I guess they would have butterflies, but then he'd have to explain butterflies. He couldn't play it for Chani because she'd be like, "What's a butterfly?" Right? Could
2: you imagine if Kearney just goes to start saying, "Come, come, my lady, come, come."
0: <laughs> this is a song that Kearney taught me. Let me sing it to you. Let me sing
1: it to you. <laughs> oh my god!
2: <laughs> you want, if, you, if you if you want to hear the mysteries of what that song means, just look up Apple iTunes Butterfly Kisses Live 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 Breakdown.
1: It is. Of a body tune. That is the weirdest and most wonderful podcast. It is. <laughs> I just am wishing that
0: there was something like that. He's like, let me sing you a song.
2: Let me sing a song of my people.
1: <laughs> Tell me the waters of your home world. <laughs> so, Well, we well. have this song. It's called Don't Go Chase of Waterfalls. Now, let me explain to you what a waterfall is, Cheney.
2: So back in the day, they were called scrubs. they're also known as a Busta.
1: Right. <laughs> that would be perfect. Perfect movie.
0: End credits. Right. Meanwhile, Duncan Idaho is on a rack. <laughs> Woo!
1: <laughs> My man. My man.
0: I'm just glad that someone's finally asking where Duncan Idaho is. It's like, you know, Poochie. Whenever he's not around, people should just be saying, where's Duncan Idaho? Right. Where'd he
2: go? I mean, it's a fun name to say. I don't care what, like, epoch you live in. Duncan, Idaho has a good, a lot of good consonant sounds.
1: It is a good name. It's, I mean, it's a when good I, sci-fi name. When it hits my ears, though, I picture someone that looks like, I don't know, an accountant. I don't picture Jason Momoa.
2: I just, I picture, I picture dunking potatoes into ketchup.
1: Mm. Not like fries,
2: full potatoes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Baked or just raw? Your choice. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, baked. Ew. There you
2: go. I'm not, I'm not restricting you, but.
1: <laughs> oh no. Okay. Where were
0: we? Gurney came in with his bow set and he sang a dirty song and now, now they're gonna fight.
1: Yeah, but Paul's not in the mood to
0: fight. Nope. What a teenager. He's not in the mood. Yeah. It's a big mood. Yeah. I like that they're also still using the word sass. <laughs> yeah. Ten thousand years in the future. I mean, sass I mean, for our elders today.
2: Sass. Yeah. I mean sass. I hope he say like smarmalade at some point.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm southern, so I love when people say sass. I hope that Paul says something is lit. <laughs> Chaney is lit. <laughs> you know when
2: Gurney sings one of the songs you can walk in like, Gurney, that song slapped.
0: <laughs> we're, we're just so happy that Paul's going to be played by someone who approximates a teenager. Yes.
2: <laughs> Eternal teenager Kyle McLaughlin.
1: <laughs> oh, bless him. We love Kyle. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: all I, get. I can't stop thinking about his hair right now.
1: In the movie or just in general? In general, in general. it's great hair. hair. Now, yeah. Oh, that's Silver mm-hmm. Fox! I love it. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Kyle. We know you're listening. Hi, <laughs> we love you.
0: <laughs> I I think he will. I
1: I have hope. He'll he'll give us a try. Give it a spin. <laughs> Say nope, not for me.
0: <laughs> but he'll be so nice about
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, I do like he does get I mean we'll say it's sass with Gurney because like when mm-hmm. Gurney comes in with all that stuff he's like oh are you the weapons master
1: now and <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it's it's good that he's actually acting his age a bit yeah he apparently yeah. has put sand in Gurney's bed Ha <laughs> which is a real scamp.
0: nasty prank like,
1: oh, geez, I would Paul. be livid okay if I lay down and there was sand in my bed I would yeah and you know Gurney just kidding. has like a plain mattress but i figured he's, he, he's he's already got sand in his bed and he's probably totally fine with it
0: yeah he doesn't know if it's the sand that was just in his boot <laughs> or um it's probably like wet sand i feel like caladana says like wet sand probably i feel like caladana says the pacific northwest
1: <laughs> i mean just it does kind sort of kinda give you that feeling yeah
0: I mean, always raining trees, yeah just oceans Everyone's just on a wet beach in a sure. big hoodie.
1: I mean, it sounds pretty
0: great. It's, not, it's just twilight.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's where I live. It's pretty nice, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> PNW forever. No.
0: I live in the mid-Atlantic.
1: We're fancy. No, I di- I did that coast for, like, you know, the first 28 years of my life. I did my time with your humidity no thank you oh, we're only halfway there I grew up in Florida this is
0: nothing around here Wolf. Yeah. listen to us god <laughs> someone right now is just like I live in a very humid state
1: in... and I like it well that's great you're <laughs> weird but that's great um,
2: I enjoy all the body in your hair I guess <laughs> Yeah, I wish my hair worked that way
1: yeah uh,
0: there's not a lot of descriptions of hair. I don't know how anyone wears their hair in this world. I mean, it's not yeah. necessary, but I like to, you know, map those things out. I think that's part of why we get so much. Some of the costuming gets a little like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because There's just no because there's we know not how the a lot better of... dressed a lot of the time,
1: and we know like basically what a still suit should look like. Yeah. But you don't get a lot of descriptions of like gowns or hairstyles or any of that. Like what's
0: what's done like what's the the hot thing like does jessica have to look fancy all the time i mean she is a concubine i mean she's the of... concubine yes she's the concubine <laughs> there's no other ones
1: no know. other ones
0: spoiler alert to the end of the show no <laughs> other ones <laughs> um yeah it's just one of the things i think is interesting i mean i th- i do think that if there were a lot of descriptions of gowns they probably wouldn't be particularly good
1: <laughs> yeah it'd be pretty boring <laughs>
0: Or it would be something where if you actually sketched it out, you'd be like, what? No one's wearing that. That's a lot like, of
1: shoulder pads. A lot of romance novels, like I kind of have to, if it, it, this is one of the reasons that I never got into the Anita Blake books because she spends so much time describing what she wears to the gym and it's always just like oversized <laughs> shorts and a Tweety bird t-shirt with Nike's and a swoop to match her socks. And I'm just like, I don't get I don't care why <laughs> like what people wear to the gym. <laughs> yeah, like why are we talking about this stupid shirt? Like I don't know. It it just really puts me off. And then like I I read a lot of regency romances. So those go into crazy detail about gowns and it, it is very dull. But like one or two descriptions would not be you know wouldn't be bad yeah i would just find
0: it interesting and i think that, that that's for me is it's like i think everyone kind of has this idea of the reverend mothers in like the all black but that's just because of the movie
1: yeah and the um, shaved heads like that's mm-hmm. not a thing
0: no because then in the miniseries they're not doing that they're just i forget what they're wearing on that but they have fancy hats or something crazy hats. hats yeah everyone has that's, weird hats it's dune hats in, in that <laughs> miniseries for everybody um and then they fight, and I'm not very good with fight scenes. Like I just kind of
1: skip. I find skim them difficult them. to parse. hmm
0: I read uh James Bond novels as well, and I never know what's happening. Oh, no. It's sure. like, oh you're just okay, you're
1: fighting someone. All right, fine. <laughs> Get to the end of it. <laughs> so they fight to a draw, I think is the is yeah. the thing. Like and, and you know, you can go under a shield, but it's slow. You can't just like strike if someone has their shield at full power. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that's gonna be important later. Maybe. I think, right at the end. Okay, never mind. I'll shut up. <laughs> I like that we're still saying bodkin. I like yeah. all the
0: words that have apparently lasted. Like everyone just got really
1: contentious <laughs> <laughs> with
0: language in the year ten thousand.
1: They're all Moira Rose. <laughs> My Bodkin. I can't do a Moira.
0: I wish I could. I, I would like no to, one can.
2: I would like to think that, like when they had the whole, like they got rid of technology and stuff, they had to like just strip all the internet ease that we brought into society just out of the world. So
1: there's no laws. There's no
2: laws. Like stop saying law. <laughs> we don't, there's do no computers anymore. You can't do that. You can say You can't now. say
0: chonky. <laughs> chonky
2: lasted though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. We call those worms chonky. Those chonky worms. Look,
1: look, at, look at that chonky boy. <laughs> here come that boy oh shit oh lord he coming <laughs> now that is a movie i would pay to see oh man <laughs> that's also like we haven't
0: i don't know when they start to do really do like concept art i want to know what the sandworms are gonna look like
1: yeah i will be really excited to see who they bring on um for like to play the direction. <laughs> yeah no, to do art direction, et <laughs> no, cetera. They
2: just take the Yeah, worm. who's
1: who's playing the worms? That's all I care about. Of course, it's going to be Andy Circus.
2: <laughs> no, they, they, just, they just grab the animator from the Beetlejuice cartoon and use the sandworms from that.
1: I mean, those are fun worms. The, they're the, stripy. They're stripy. The tremors worms.
2: Graboids.
0: Graboids.
2: I mean, they're they're Could basically drawn like graboids um most of like the people's DVRs. They lights. are, yeah.
0: They just don't have the tentacles.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or buff arms.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes the arms are shriveled. Oh, that's
2: good. Sometimes,
0: <laughs> sometimes he's like bigger than anything, and sometimes mm-hmm. he's
1: just like six foot.
2: I like that we, yeah. we, we we're looping back to this again.
1: This, this I is mean, all I talk if about. If you
2: ever. if you
1: did not stop us, if we did not stay on track, like we would only talk yeah. about this.
2: I'm I'm glad yeah, I've been would... keeping everyone on track this episode. <laughs>
1: No, this is,
0: this is, Bo keeps me on track for this because my show notes are just Leto 2, Leto 2 worm, Leto 2 arms, Leto 2 abs. Abs, right, Watchboard. The time on Skype that I showed her a picture I drew of Leto 2 in my journal. It was so good. He has a sad face and he says, I'm so lonely. Oh, that's so sad. It's so good.
2: But, but, but. but, Anyway, he doesn't even exist yet. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he was I a chunky boy. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> I'll post it someday. I'll post it to the Twitter, and everyone can look.
1: <laughs> I think that sounds pro- That probably is wraps off chapter four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think I think we're, we're going good. a little long, and oh. we're being very silly. <laughs> I
2: mean, it ends with Gurney pointing a pointing at his sword at Paul Chunk. So there we go. Yeah, got to grow up quick.
1: Hey, want to be the last Duke Atreides? <laughs> yeah,
0: he, because he thinks he won and that he would have killed Gurney. And Gurney's like, yeah, you would have, but you would have gone with me.
2: Then there will be no Lido 2 or Lido 2 number 2.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, look at you. No one ever remembers Lido 2.1. <laughs> poor poor guy. Um, yeah, and, and he also has been uh gurney also realizes that paul has been sort of like learning things and training things on his own yeah because that isn't anything that gurney taught him and he knows it's not anything duncan idaho taught him
1: he's also sad because paul is forced is being forced to grow up and mm-hmm. not be a kid but it's like just now you're feeling sad for him not when he spent 15 years on this planet with only grown-ups and no friends mm-hmm. <laughs> like come on come on gurney Gertie also has the most, like, inner
0: world that we've seen thus far, honestly. Because mm-hmm. then at the end, he also thinks about his sister, who apparently yeah. was killed by the Harkonnen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can't remember what her favorite flower was. And it makes him sad
1: that he can't remember. And he remembers a expression that his mother used to say. Yeah, I mean, he has a much, like, richer internal dialogue <laughs> than, say, Which, through fear.
0: I don't want to laugh at this. But again, I like that one thing that has lasted through Tens of thousands of years is if wishes were fishes, we'd all cast nets. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: should that embroidered on a pillow? <laughs> so yeah, you walk into the emperor's palace, and it's just a big thing that says "live, laugh, love." Uh, yep, <laughs> and the throne.
0: Jockaholic T-shirt.
2: <laughs> Here's my fridge magnet collection idea for.
0: <laughs> Basically, I mean, he's not a particularly good emperor. I feel right. like he is probably just like, hey, you guys want to. See, what what dogs do they have in the movie? Because pugs. No, that's that's the the tradies have pugs. Oh right. The emperor, there's like a bulldogs or something. There's some scene where they also have dogs because for some reason everyone has dogs.
1: Yeah. Googled no cats. pugs of Dune. It's great. You know that cats are surviving and dogs are not. I'm sorry. This is there's like probably a planet that's all cats. It's run by cats. That would be cool.
0: It's the cat from <laughs> Red Dwarf. <laughs> Oh,
1: Lord. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> I never understood how that was supposed to have happened, but it was Red Dwarf, so I mean, I was it's not could supposed ever, to
1: sig-
2: make sense. Yeah, I could never figure out the, the exact, uh, exactly how the backwards pl- planet worked either. Everyone's getting younger and they they went to the bathroom and it went up in them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we save all this great content for our Red Dwarf co- podcast <laughs> <laughs> when that happens. So let's just wrap up. Right. Skinner, what were your impressions rereading this after so long?
2: Um, Just trying to, like, looking at, like, do I know those words? Let me think about it.
1: <laughs> Did I, you have to flip back to the glossary
2: at all? Uh, The glossary? Um, A little bit. I also, like, tossed, went on to, like, Amazon. To Amazon. Wikipedia. <laughs> I went on Amazon and, like, bought a glossary. No, I went to Wikipedia <laughs> and, like. Okay, I know what this one means. I know what this one means. Okay, okay, and then everything kind of fell into place. Mm. So it was, it was this is a good this was this was a good uh, chapter for kind of catching my breath because the first three just really threw a lot of concepts at you. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're just, you know, if, if you're just coming into it fresh again, it's like, oh, it's a lot of space words.
1: So I have a question for you, though. You told me earlier today that your wife has been listening to the audiobook. Is it in preparation for this show?
2: Yes. You guys started talking yes. about it, and she's like, "I am going to. She, I'm like literally right now. She has headphones on and she's listening to it.
1: That's wonderful. And she's Thank like, "I'm listening. She's like, "I listened to yes. seven
2: hours of this book, and you're on the fucking show. What the hell's the problem? <laughs> like, like she I probably have... knows how to pronounce everything. I
1: mean, we really should get her on because she has yeah. the best podcast voice
2: she does and i just i like that I, i'm like i have a i have a platform in which to promote their show and she just gives me daggers like yeah you'd Aww. probably be a better guest than i would and she i haven't been that great a guest so she probably would be
1: <laughs> well we've had fun and that's what matters exactly <laughs> not any information we hope to impart but uh there's so no, there's no casting info they haven't no casting since our last episode and Concubine Watch, we're still batting zero, correct? Zero. Right, okay. Good. We're keeping up with that. Uh, Skinner, would you like to tell people where they can find you and your shows
2: online? Well, you can find us on any popular or unpopular podcast <laughs> searching devices. Uh, we are, my friend uh, Josh Hollis and I do a show called PredictoCast. We watch 10 minutes of a movie try to make some guesses that we have never seen before that's very important i don't know why and we try to try to guess the rest of the plot we're wrong and then we we recap it we also cover dog movies i don't know why we have also (laughs) done a show called butterfly kisses which is a line by line breakdown of crazy towns hit song butterfly and we have uh some some fun stuff coming up for april fool's day uh we always try to do something fun and uh we're, we got a we got a, we got a humdinger coming up for that. So the sh- the the feed is always full of variety. Uh, it's movies that no other podcast is doing, and we have. Oh, I
1: mean, we've both we've both been on it, Megan you, and
2: I. Yep, yeah.
1: separately, uh, not together. Yeah.
2: Megan's been on the only book version of the show for <laughs> her favorite novel in the world. World pin.
0: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> like she, whoa, I mean, whoa, she
2: loves Dune. <laughs> edit this you, out. But Pin, <laughs> Pin is a great novel.
0: <laughs> oh, there's a chapter by chapter podcast no one should ever do. Oh, my
2: God. No. Chapter two, The Need. Chapter three, More Need.
1: <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, thanks and, for having me. And uh, We would love to hear from you, the listener, and your experiences reading Dune. Uh, Megan, do you want to tell them where they can reach us? You can
0: reach us on Twitter at WeirdingPod or you can email us at WeirdingPodcast at gmail.com and please don't forget to sh- send us your covers of your copies of Dune and uh, any fan art or just any fan art in general but mostly fan art of, of too. The second. Yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: uh, hashtag send dunes. Yeah, we want to see them dunes.
2: Now, if you want to tweet at me i'm at the brian skinner you can tweet at pictures of me of jared leto as a sample
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh god what a nightmare
2: i know i want to stay up for nights at (laughs) an end i'm tired of (laughs) sleeping send me those pics
1: that is like that's the worst possible scenario I can imagine for this for any subsequent movies is that Jared Leto gets cast as Oh no, what if he does? He was in Blade Runner. I know. You've just
2: spoken words to power.
1: (sighs) Okay, I'm gonna power. I will get Sammy to do a spell and undo everything I just said. (laughs) I wasn't using the voice. No. (laughs) Right. So it doesn't count.
2: Okay, okay, okay. (laughs)
1: all right thanks everyone for joining us we'll see you next time bye cut this part out of the show but i was just reading (laughs) like (laughs) what i'm about to say so i was like reading casting news hoping they done more casting in the like in the hour since you messaged me about it (laughs) like we don't have casting updates um but i was reading about like jason momoa's casting and how like everyone's freaking out about it it's like you know even though it's like it's a bit part in this movie like he's not in it for that long or in the first book but then he becomes like you know, the central character of the series in the later books and mm-hmm. is like the only guy that can like outfuck these like women. I was like, oh yeah, that was like that was a plot point in those that books. Is a plot point. Oh my god, what have I gotten sexual into? Prowess. <laughs> so naturally you'd cast Jason Momoa, the guy that looks like he's constantly like five seconds away from a weed nap.